Welcome to our podcast here at Encounter Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We pray that as you listen to this message, you will not only be challenged, but changed. Our desire is to be a place where life starts, love happens, and purpose is revealed. If you're in our area, join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. and every first Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. For more information about our church, you can visit us at EncounterChurch.today or follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Periscope. Just search eChurchBR. We invite you now to open your hearts to receive what God has for you. Here's today's message. God, because we're going to hear your word today. We're going to be changed today. We're going to be transformed today. And God, I just pray that, God, you would touch my heart. And God, make a difference in me. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, high five two people around you and say, you're looking jolly nice today. You're looking jolly, jolly, jolly. Have a holy, jolly Christmas. Come on, how many people are loving this series at the movies? Wow, we're loving it, man. If only just coming to church to have free popcorn and soda. I mean, come on, let's go. Go to the movies, cost you 49 bucks to have popcorn and a large drink. Huh? $2 for a ticket and $95 for the concessions. <laughs> and uh, man, they get you. When you've got a family of six, that can be an expensive trip. That's why, thank God for the share trays. Anyone know what I'm talking about? If you haven't got kids, you don't know what I'm talking about. You can buy little trays and you just pour the bucks and you just share it. Um, but so thankful you don't have to share someone's popcorn today. You can can have your own. But you know, I know I've said this every week, but it's amazing what we can see and what we can learn if we will just look. God can use unlimited sources to speak truth into our lives, even movies. Wow, we've had a great journey so far. Remember the Grinch that stole Christmas? We learned that people are hurting in need all around us, and it's our responsibility to reach out to them. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he was different, but his difference was for a purpose. And how God has called us to shine the light, to be the way to those who are in darkness all around us. Last week, come on, George Bailey, it's a wonderful life. What is that? We all have hopes and dreams and wishes for our lives. But the one that succeeds, the one that remains is God's plan and his purpose. And we want to make sure that we're living our lives according to his plan and his purpose for our lives. And when we do that, I know we are going to be happy. And today we're going to be talking about, again, one of our favorite family movies. This is one that we would watch every Christmas again, and that is Elf. Elf, Elf. I like the slogan in Elf. It says this, the, this holiday, discover your inner Elf. And so that's what we want you to do, help you to discover some things today. And here's my goal. Are you ready? Here's my goal. Every message, we have a goal that we're trying to accomplish. And our goal is this, to show you the true joy of Christmas. Because there's a true joy in Christmas. And we're going to break it down to you today because it's Jesus, others, and yourself. That's the true joy of Christmas. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song in Sunday school that went like this, J-O-Y, J-O-Y, surely that must be. Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. That's the joy, not only of Christmas, but the joy of living. So have you got your popcorn? Have you got your sodas? Have you got your candies? Come on, let's take a look at the movie today. 
little Buddy Diapers. His name is Buddy. He must have snuck into your sack at the orphanage. What do we do? What? Surprise! Santa visited an orphanage, and much to his surprise, a little baby crawled into his sack. It's a good job that he wasn't had pamper diapers on. He would have been called Pamper. But they called him Buddy. Surprise. And it's amazing how many surprises perhaps we can have in our lives, but perhaps the surprises have a purpose. And they take Buddy in, and they begin to raise him as their own, but they soon discover he's not like everyone else. He's not an elf as he keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. He's different, but even still, they teach him the code of elves. And here's the code of elves. Are you ready? It's three things. Number one, treat every day like Christmas. Number two, there's room for everyone on the nice list. And number three, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. Man, it's amazing that even from the Code of Elves, we're going to preach a message today. Because I believe from the Code of Elves, we can discover the true joy of Christ, which again is Jesus first, others in between, and you, J-O-Y. And we're going to kind of mess the order up slightly, but hopefully we'll bring it all back together so you can see the true joy of Christmas. Take a look. That's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, buddy, your father, he's on the naughty list. Some people, they just lose sight of what's important in life. That doesn't mean they can't find their way again, huh? Maybe all they need is just a little Christmas spirit. I'm good at that. I know you are. I'll, I'll always, uh, I'll always be here for you. Now, uh, go. Wow. What did Santa say? Everyone can spread the Christmas cheer. And even though Buddy's found out that his dad is on the naughty list and his world has been rocked, His dad, who had raised him, the elf, has given him the snow globe with a picture of New York inside of it to help them. But it's amazing. What do you do sometimes when your world is turned upside down? You're not an elf, buddy. (laughs) You're different. It's not what you thought it was. You have a different dad. Surprise. And he's on the naughty list. No way, yes way, but... Santa has a plan. And what is the plan? Santa wants Buddy to go and share the Christmas spirit, the Christmas cheer, which is deeper than just a superficial, let's sing a song together. Oh, come all ye faithful. It's different than let me just give you a gift and just put some cheer on your face for a moment. It's more than just a gesture or a smile. The Christmas cheer is about changing those around us. Let me paint a picture for you today. 
I'm going to go back to the perfect world in Genesis, the beginning of time. And what we discover in Genesis is this. It didn't take long for temptation to come. It didn't take long for Adam and Eve to fall victim to the temptation that came into their perfect world. And what really happened was this. Temptation came in the form of a question, questioning God. Someone told me today that, you know, Adam and Eve weren't Cajuns. Because you know why? They would have eaten the snake instead of the apple. Amen. Just, just saying, just saying. Boom, boom. But as a result of man questioning God, he sins against God. He takes the forbidden fruit and he eats it. And he eats it with a false promise. Look at this false promise. Genesis 3, 4 and 5. Then the serpent used by Satan said to the woman, Eve, you will not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You will be like God and you will know good and evil. Just look at that for a minute. What did Satan promise them? Here's what he promised them. He promised them you'll be like God. Is that not true? You're going to be like God. Well, the most incredible thought of that is this. They were like God. Because the Bible says that we as human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. So that's a false promise that Satan's given them. Because hold on a second, check, I already am in the image and likeness of God. What else does Satan say? You will know good. Hold on a second. They already knew good. In fact, there was no evil in the world. All they knew was good. So Satan again False promise. You'll know good. No, God has already given them all the good that they could ever need. So what's the last thing? You'll know evil. Oh, there was no evil. Come on, there was no evil. The world was perfect. Everything was happy. Everything was rosy. Everything was in its place. Nothing was wrong. There was no sorrow. There was no pain. Everything was great. So, what is the promise that Satan offers us? Evil. Evil. That's all Satan offers. You be like God. You'll know good. Hey, got that. So, all that Satan could ever offer mankind... And each and every one of us is evil. I think we got the bad end of the deal right there. Because already knowing good and having God, we didn't need to have the evil part. And think how perfect our lives would be if it wasn't for sin. If it wasn't for questioning. If it wasn't for doubts, the actions, the things that we do. You see, and now we see the reason of Christmas. The reason of Christmas. A baby in a manger. A savior that would come for what reason? He had to come to save the world. Because the world had been thrown into disarray. Sin was now ruling and rampant in every heart. We're now born with that sin nature. Born into sin. And so God had to send a savior to the world. In fact, in the Garden of Eden, when God puts them out, he promises his son that would come to save the world. Because look around us today. The world still needs saving from the naughty list. There's a lot of people on that naughty list. And in the movie, we see Buddy. He's now leaving the North Pole because he's heading to New York to find his dad. He's on a mission. He's now sent with a mission. And that's a lot like what God 
sent his son to this earth to do. That's why the birth of Jesus took place. Luke 2, 10 through 12 says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Say with me, joy. That will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloth and laying in a manger. The words to the shepherd, the angel's words to the shepherd. I know those really well because for years in our Christmas play, I was the angel every year. I know you're looking and saying, how did that happen? I think they chose me hoping it would rub off and one day something would happen. But what did the world need? A savior. The world needed a savior. And there are many saviors of the world today, but there's only one true savior. And his name is Jesus. And he brought hope once again for mankind because God looked down from heaven and he saw us on the naughty list. He saw us on the prideful list. He saw us on the greedy list. He saw us on the lonely list. He saw us on the heartbroken list. And He came to give and gave the greatest gift that He could ever give. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave heaven's best. His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but should have, help me out, everlasting life. In other words, God sent His Son that we wouldn't be on the naughty list, but He sent His Son to give us freedom from the bondage of sin. Look at sin. Sin is fun for a season. In fact, the Bible says it this way, the passing pleasures of sin. You read that in Hebrews. It's a passing pleasure, something short-lived. It's fun at the beginning. And that's how Satan entices us in. Because if it was boring and miserable and didn't appeal to our appetites and our desires, we would run away from it. But Satan makes it look so good. Come on, he candy coats the poison. He makes it taste really good, feel good, seem good, what you want. But I'm telling you, what is the lie, the promise, the false hope from the beginning? He cannot offer you anything better than what God has already given you. And all he wants to do is steal that gift from you because the Bible says he's come to steal, kill and destroy In order to steal something, to kill something, to destroy, there has to be something there in the first place. And that's the promise that God has given in each and every one of our hearts. And I love how John tells the story of Jesus, the Savior, your Savior, to come into this world. He says in 1 John 1, or John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What was his mission? Grace and truth. What is Buddy's mission? Grace and truth. He wants to find his dad. He wants to help his dad. He's got to get him off the naughty list because that's not good. Take a look. Dad! All right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? 
Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I, I'm, I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. And um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Well, that was weird. You know, usually guys just, uh, you know, put my name at the jingle bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and, and she didn't tell you. And, 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 but now I'm here. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells? Yes. Who sent this Christmas gram? What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper, too. It's okay. Walter's my father. Well, your dad's busy right now. Okay, I'll come back later. Yeah, you know, you're not going to come back for a while, okay? You're going to go back to Sandland. Okay. Look at this scripture from Lamentations. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease because great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Come on, say that with me again. Come on, the faithful love of the Lord. Come on, it never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Come on, the initial meeting with his dad doesn't go too well. His dad's not throwing up his arms and saying, son, welcome home. He's puzzled. He has him thrown out. It wasn't quite the reunion that he expected. But what did he say? I'm going to come back. That's my dad. I, 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 I'm going to come back. He's not prepared to give up. And that's just like the scripture that we read today. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. I'm so glad that God never gave up on me. I'm so glad that God never shut the door and kicked me out and say, man, you're done. You're over. You've blown every opportunity that you had. But I'm so glad that God's faithful mercies begin afresh each and every day. That new is his wonderful love. But God, in his quest to touch mankind, he needed help. And you know the help that he recruited? was you and I. He recruited you and I to spread his word. Because notice this, when Jesus rose from the dead, who did he appear to? Disciples. He didn't go to the palace and appear to the king. He didn't go to royalty. He did not go to dignitaries. He did not go to politicians. He did not go to historians. He did not go to scholars. And really, if he would have gone to all of those people, maybe it would have made our job a little bit easier right now because they would have recorded it. It would have been down in history. They would have written about it. It would have been presented. But that wasn't God's method and means. God says, no, I'm coming to disciples. I'm coming to ordinary men and women. I want to use them to touch other people. And what did Jesus tell them in Mark 16, 15? We call it the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Jesus, others. Jesus came so what? We can reach out and touch other people. We are called 
to do our part to help to get people on the naughty list. Anyone know anyone on, on the nicest? Anyone know anyone on the naughty list? Come on, you work with them. It's your boss. Someone around. You're married to them. <laughs> What's our mission? To touch them. So what was the code of L's that we learned? There's room for everyone on the nice list. That's number two on the list. There's room for everyone on the nice list. How? By loving them and sharing with them the story of Jesus, the gospel. That's the gospel message. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. So how do we live our lives? I think if we're going to bring the joy of the world, we should live the joy of the world. And I think it's important for the conduct of our lives. Let's see what the Code of Elves tells us. What is it? Number one, it says, treat every day like it's Christmas. How do you act on Christmas morning? Come on, let me see an expression of your face right now. That's not how you looked when you came into church this morning. If I could have seen your face with what you posted on social media, I'm telling you, that's not how you looked. Come on, I'm meddling right now. Come on, take a look at this movie. Every time it rains, it rains. Panties from heaven. Shoo-be-doo-be. Don't you know each cloud contains panties from heaven? Shoo-be-doo-be. You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be shining your umbrella. He's up, 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 upside down. And trading for a package of sunshine and ravioli. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. Come over here, boy. Sam. And every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's crap Every time it rains, I wonder how our world would be if we just lived a little bit like that. Look at the scripture from Psalms 118 and verse 24. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. But you know what? It's speaking not just of December the 16th, this day. Do you know that actually the psalmist is writing about the day that Jesus was crucified? This is the day that God has made. What happens as a result of him dying on the cross? Now we can rejoice. We can have hope. We can have freedom. We can have victory. We can have deliverance. We can live every day like it's Christmas. Wow, that changes everything right there, doesn't it? Because it's not just this day. It's the every day because he went to the cross and he died and produced salvation for every one of us. An extension of that now should be the rejoicing and the joy and the gladness that we have in our hearts. Come on, we can be happy. I said we can be happy. We need to be happy as children of God. I believe we should be the happiest people on the face of the earth. That people should say, what's up with you? You're smiling all the time. You're happy all the time. What's happening? It's because we've got something greater on the inside than what the world wants to give us on the outside. Take a look at this, a short clip. 
Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Come on, I just like to smile. Come on, try it out right now. Come on, try it out. Let me see those pearly whites. I want to see if you floss today and clean those suckers. Come on, we need to smile. I think, you know, I heard this. Someone once said it this way. If you're happy, then you need to notify your face and tell the world about it. You know, I heard these stats two weeks ago, and I was absolutely blown away when I read these. They said the average child will laugh between 120 and 130 times a day. The average child, the average parent laughs between six and seven times a day. We've lost something. I said, we've lost something. The Bible says, laughter doth good like a medicine. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You see, what's happened for many of us, are you ready? Life has sucked the smile right out of us. We've allowed our lives to be consumed with fear, with work, with just existing and making it by. Some of us are so stressed out, and this is the best time of the year. And we wonder why no one wants to come to church with us. Man, have you looked in the mirror lately? I wouldn't want to go with you either. Come on, we've got to be the joy of the Lord. We've got to shine out Jesus in everything that we do. I don't say we're going to have tough days, but even in the toughest time, come on, there's an inner fortitude and joy that God wants to give to us. Look at the scripture, Nehemiah 8 verse 10, the last part. It says, don't be rejected and sad for the joy of of the Lord is your strength. Even in the darkest times, you can have a smile in your heart. Amen. You can have joy in your life, as we'll discover, because everything doesn't go as planned for Buddy. Take a look how his dad responds to him. I don't care where you go. I don't care that you're an elf. I don't care that you're nuts. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life now. I don't care if you're my son. I don't care who you think you are. Get out. Get out. Get out. Wow, that can turn a smile real quick. I said that can break your heart real quick. That can turn everything. But notice what Matthew 5, 16 reminds of us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and they would bring glory to your Father In heaven, I believe this verse could be broken down in many ways, but I believe this talks of a character. That we need to have character in our life. What is character? What you are in the dark. What you are when no one else is looking at you. Come on, remaining true even during the toughest times. That's character that wants to burn inside of you. Why? Because you've got to understand that verse. The Bible says they want to see The works that you do, the life that you live. Why? Because in seeing you, they see God. In seeing me, do they see God? I wonder what kind of Bible people are reading. Because you may be the only Bible they may read. They may not pick up and read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, but they'll see you. I wonder what gospel they're hearing through those. Because in seeing you, they're supposed to see God. Body's done everything to fit in. It's as hard as it's been. Every step of the way, he's tried. He changed his clothing. He tried to look different. He tried to get a job. He tried to do everything 
else. But yet every step of the way, he's just misunderstood and his message is rejected due to his abnormal methods. It could have been so easy for him to give up. And for a moment, in some ways, he does. He writes a note to his family and he tells them, I'm leaving. Take a look. Dad, I got to talk to you. Michael, what is it? Buddy ran away. What? He, he left a note. I'm scared, Dad. He's gone. Uh, let me just finish this uh, meeting and then um, we'll figure it out, okay? Figure out what? Buddy cares about everybody. All you care about is yourself. Hey, Michael. Wait. We're going to have to reschedule this. Uh, can't, can't we do this another time, Mr. Greenway? I flew in just to hear this pitch, and I intend to. It's going to have to wait. If you want to keep your job, Hobbs, you will pitch me this book right now. Wow. When you think your message is not getting through, maybe it is. You see, Jesus came for others and he wants to use you. And sometimes we can get discouraged because we're telling other people and it seems like our message isn't going through and we're getting rejected. And just like that young man, he comes to his dad and he says, all you think about is yourself. But the dad had that moment and he began to reflect on some things that had changed because a few weeks before this, he would have said to his son, forget it, I'm staying here. But something had begun to change. Something had begun to wear away inside of his heart. You see, the hardest thing about being the messenger is this. People reject the message. But what you've got to really understand is this. When people reject the message, remember this. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. And as sad as that is, but you've got to remember, it's not a you thing. It's a them and God thing. But what is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to at least deliver the message and give the message. It's our response to share it, to bring it, and it's their response and their opportunity, what they choose to do with that. But I believe it's our response to do more than just share the message. Are you ready? I think we need to live the message. I think we need to live the message. Someone had a t-shirt once that was printed and on the front it says, have you ever heard a light bulb talk? A light bulb doesn't talk. What does it do? It shines. Everyone knows what it is. You don't walk past an orange tree and there's a sign on it that says, hi, I'm an orange tree. How do you know it's an orange tree? Because there's fruit. You see, as children of God, if we've got to tell people what we are, we may not be what we think we are. Our life, our words, our actions, and everything should sign out for all the world to see. Jesus came to save mankind, and he chose you and I to touch others. That's the joy of Christmas. Jesus, others, yourself. That you are the one that's responsible to bring others to Jesus. Take a look.
Hey! You found it! Buddy! I need to tell you something. I know, there's something I have to tell you right now. Um, I didn't mean anything I said back there, not, not a word. I know you may be a little, um, um, uh, chemically imbalanced, but you've been right about a lot of things. I, I don't want you to leave. You're my son, and I love you. Wow. A hug says it all. What's the last code on the code of elves? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Well, the hug says it all, doesn't it? Misunderstood, rejected, laughed at, but there's a happy ending still to come. You may be in the process, but God has not finished yet. And you keep loving and you keep sharing and you keep inviting and you keep being and you keep praying and you keep living and you keep believing and you keep loving and you keep preaching and you keep reaching and you keep being and you keep loving and you keep inviting and you keep being and you keep loving and you keep... You know, my grandfather for, I believe it was 10, 12 years, prayed for my grandmother to receive Christ. He would take all his children to church and they one by one would get saved and My dad was the last one out of the kids because he was one of the youngest. And he was taken and he asked his mom one day why she hadn't given her heart to Christ. And he recruited his kids to get on the job. But you know what my grandfather would do every day? He would read the word of God at the kitchen table drinking his coffee or tea in the morning. Wow, just blasphemed right there in church. (laughs) Drank hot tea. And he would leave his Bible open with the prayer for 12 days, 12 years, that my grandmother, when she came to pick the Bible up, would find something and God would speak to her. And you know what? One day he came in and he saw her sitting at the table reading God's Word. Reading God's Word. You got to keep believing. You got to keep trusting. No matter what, you've got to have that song in your heart. Don't let anyone steal your song. Don't let anyone steal your joy. Why? Because Psalms 30 verse 5 says, His anger is for a moment, but His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, 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 joy. When's joy coming? Joy's coming in the morning. God's day does not end in darkness. It ends in light. It ends in hope. You read it in Genesis. It says, and evening and the morning were the first day. It doesn't say morning and evening. That's how we end our day. God's day does not end in darkness. God's day ends in light and in hope. And that's what we've got to keep holding on to because that's the true joy of Christmas. Jesus, others, and you. Jesus, others, and you. Jesus came to be the Savior. Jesus came to your life, I pray, and changed your life. And if He hasn't, He can change your life right now. 
But as a result of the change that God's done in your life, guess what we're called to do? Reach other people. Touch other people with the gospel. Bring the hope to them. That's the mission that you have. Buddy's mission is I'm going to find my dad. He ain't going to be on that naughty list. He's going to be on the nice list. My mission every day is, God, I want to touch a life. I, I, I put a business card. I put a church card every day on me. And my goal every day is to invite someone, to talk to someone, to share with someone the love of Jesus. I don't do it most days, but I'm telling you, I would say, I don't do it every day rather, but most days I do. Probably five, six days out of the week, I'm sharing with somebody and I'm touching them. Why? Because I look around me today and there's a lot of darkness. But you know, the only reason there is such a thing as darkness is because there's absence of light. Did you know that there is really no such thing as darkness? It's just the absence of you, me, us bringing the light and the hope of God to the world. Because God wanted us to continue his redemptive work that he did when he came to this earth. For people to get off the naughty list onto the nice. In fact, the Bible calls it the book of life. Did you know that? The Lamb's book of life. That we can have our name written down in that book. And then one day when this earth ends and we're all called to stand before God, that book will be opened. And if our name is in that book, we're going to hear these words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the presence of the Lord. And I'm telling you, there's no second chances that side of eternity. All of our chances are right here, right now. So what's our mission? To touch other people. When is our mission? Right now. Right now. Maybe for your life. Maybe for your future. Would you bow your heads as the band comes back today? Just bow your heads. You see, Christmas isn't about the lights. Christmas isn't about the reindeer. Christmas is not about the trees. Christmas is not about the decorations. It's not about the carols and the songs. It's not about the gifts or the presents. That's just the celebration of it. Think about that. That's just the celebration of it. Christmas is about the fact that Jesus was born. That the greatest gift of all was given. Think about this. God's present to the world. God's gift, His present that He gave mankind was His Son. You know what we have today? The present. The present, the gift today, right now. That gift is available for every one of us. Because whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The opportunity to receive the greatest gift that has ever been given is right now. And that gift is Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I wonder if there's anyone here today that would say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. 
Well, I can't believe that I've heard the message through the Elf movie. You've heard the gospel today. That Jesus came to this world, the true joy of Christmas. To recruit you. To change others. And right now, God wants to change your life.